Cover City. Cover City Hoops is back. I am joined by Big Time Brit. And as always in the booth, our boy Lantern lighting it up for you guys. We have two very special guests this episode. We're welcoming back to the podcast for a second episode here, Coach Keith Ergo. Keith, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you joining us uh, again here this week. And uh, you, you brought Penn State assistant coach Taylor Battle. These guys are live from Indianapolis, which is the home of this year's Big Ten Conference Tournament, March 10th through the 14th. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going down there in Indianapolis? Thanks for having us, man. It's nice. Actually, it was beautiful out today, so I got, a, got out got a bit, uh, outside and walked around. I actually saw Keith running around. Well, he, he says he was. When he got to me, he was standing at a red light, so I'm not <laughs> sure he actually was running, but it's good, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you joining. Keith, you're, you're like family now, you know, two times. Actually, three times because the first three time times. didn't record. You know, I know I went to nursery school with, with, with your wife, but, you know, now now this podcast thing just puts you, you know, like your godfather status here for, well, for the pod. after I found out that you didn't take the SAT and you went to junior college, you're still in your third year of junior college. I understand why I had to redo the whole goddamn thing. Hey, Keith, you know, <laughs> stuff, stuff like that happens to us brainiacs, you know, us computer nerds over here just, you know. Shut, shut, shut you out. Artistic, artistic types. No, nah, thank you for having us, man. I loved it hey. so much the first time, and and obviously I was happy to bring Taylor back. He's really the main main event here. So, ask all the questions you want to him. I'll just sit in the background. So Taylor, really, just to kind of kick us off here. Uh, last time Keith was on, he, he had brought up this asterisk for. I, I think you're <laughs> you're the all time leading scorer in Penn State basketball history. Keith said there's a massive asterisk next to that. Well, why don't you share with us uh, what 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 actually is behind that asterisk? Um, well, first of all, Lamar Lamar Stevens would have broken my uh, my scoring record. You know, the world then literally completely shut down. So, and I was ready to pass the torch to Lamar, and he'll tell you that man. He obviously had a great career. He's such a great player. Uh, you know, he's he's one of the best players ever playing this program. And, and more so than that, he's an unbelievable kid in person, and I have a great relationship with him. And I told him early in the year, you know, I tried my hardest to be there the day that he broke it. Uh, I felt for him, but, you know, more so, and I said this to him, is, you know, him going through four years and would have had the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament uh, is where I really felt for him because I remember being in his shoes after three years of grinding and out my senior year, I was rewarded with able – but being able to make it to the NCAA tournament, that was by far the biggest accomplishment I had achieved, uh, more so than the points, more so than the individual accolades. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, that he feels the same way. So that's the asterisk, which, you know, he's, you know, like I said, if, you know, he he would have broke it out of him happy. Uh, he's a great kid, and that's what records are made to be made for, to be broken, and he deserved it. So, uh but now he's doing great in the NBA, so he'll probably make a lot more money than me. So we'll just call it even. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there was a, there was a, a trade off for that. It's you know. But now Keith said you know he, he kind of jabs you about it all the time, kind of big brother little brother relationship that that you guys kind of have going on down there at Penn State. But he said it's been nothing but a pleasure to to have you on your first year uh, at Penn State and as as, a, as an assistant coach there. Um, you actually, you, you hail from section two upstate New York. That's where, uh, basically the home of cover city sports is, uh, you played four years of varsity hoop. You started your freshman year at Catholic central, which I, I believe correct. 
Yes. Yep. And then your last three, you played under Rich Hurley uh, at, at McGinn. And I think, did you guys go to the state finals your senior year? Yeah, we lost in the state finals yeah. to um, Mount Vernon. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew you were there, but then your younger brother actually won it the year after, your freshman yeah, yeah, year at Penn State. On, yeah. Nice. Yep. My brother Teron won it yep. the year after, yep. All right, so I you, didn't know that he led them to a state title, and you couldn't manage to do it. Oh no, Taylor! I didn't mean to do all this. <laughs> fell right into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my man Hurls made me feel good because he said I, I built it, and then the guy, I was part of the championship. No <laughs> doubt, no That's doubt. No, you must have had an influence, right? Teron's followed you, so yeah, Teron so. followed you to Penn State, man. Yep. Definitely, definitely. And you also played for uh, another big-time coach in the area and a nationally known uh, program in the Albany City Rocks. Uh, what were your, some of your favorite memories there playing for the City Rocks growing up, going through that, that program uh, and, and playing for a coach like, like uh, Jimmy Hart? Uh, I mean, obviously, the City Rocks, you know, being, you, being from the area, you know, was a humongous program and still is, you know, nationally on the scene. Uh, I remember playing with them from about the time I was 12 and, uh, I was kind of like Jimmy's guy, man. I remember when I was 14 years old, he took me to a, the seven, a 17 and under tournament. And I was like, I mean, I would have to be probably five, seven, 140 pounds. And he kind of just threw me into the fire, uh, at a young age. So, and by the time, and then obviously from about the time I was 15, I played pretty much played 17s. Uh, so he kind of he just threw me into the fire. He believed in me. Uh, still to this day, obviously, I have a great relationship with Jimmy. I'm thankful for the opportunities that he gave me, uh, you know, to put my game on the scene nationally, uh, to, which allowed me to be recruited uh, and helped me get to Penn State. He was great. Still is, man. He, you know, his program was ran so well. Uh, every time I text him, you know, I finished with City Rouse for life because it's truly that. It's, it's just like it's just like. You know, how Penn State means so much to me. You know, that City Rocks program really was a springboard for me uh, chasing my dreams as a collegiate player. That's huge. That's huge. So what role did, did Coach Hurley and Coach Hart kind of have on you, not only as a player, you know, through the collegiate levels, collegiate ranks there at Penn State and then overseas? Um, so what effect did they have on you as a player? And now what have you taken away from their coaching styles as you yourself are now an assistant there at Penn State? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, Hurley and Jim are literally on complete opposite sides of, you know, whatever. Hurls is such a, you know, screamer. Uh, <laughs> no high, way. High, high no energy way. guy. And Jim is kind of like, like nothing. Low key. So it's, it's, it's literally complete opposite. But, you know, nonetheless, they both meant a lot in my career, uh, you know, obviously Hurls being my high school coach, taking me on all my visits, uh, you know, always been there for me to get in the gym. Uh, he helped me so much, man, like those guys. And I, I'm very, I'm one of those people that, you know, I, I, I hate when people are kind of like self-made or I did this like without those people in my life and, you know, the people that really matter, you know, my successes would have never have happened. I was very gifted and blessed to have those people in my corner uh, pushing me down the right path, keeping me on track, keeping my head, uh, you know, head on right. You know, so I'm indebted to those guys for life, man, and they played a huge role in my success, uh, not only in high school and in the AU circuit, but as college and as I moved into professional ranks as well. 
All right, Coach Battle. Now, we did a little bit of research into this, and we hope that you remember this. It was mentioned to us earlier this week, uh, Jim Ferdet, obviously another local product, was a City Rock teammate of yours. But before Jimmer joined the City Rocks, we've heard that you have an awesome story about an AAU battle that you had against Jimmer. And Jimmy Hart was quoted as saying, Jimmer looked like a little fat kid that was destroying an inner city team. Tell us about that game, if, you, if, if this story is true about Jimmer, and since you're both local products, what was it like being on a team like the City Rocks with a player like Jimmer Fredette? Well, first of all, outside the player, General Jimmer's is he's one of the greatest people I've met in my life. The, the kid literally will never have a bad word to say about anybody, so I want to start with that. But that story is that story is true, and this is, I, you know, before we got live, I joked with you guys about me telling Keith this story because I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I, I, I did. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I did. I, I asked. I said, Ergs, you got to ask Taylor about this, this story. I got to I got to I, I got to confirm it before we bring it up. And Adam actually did some research on his own last night, found an article in the paper that had this whole story just basically wow. verbatim on how it went. So, yeah, tell yeah. us how that little fat kid lit you guys up. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, we, so I, it was, I remember it was, uh, we were 14, it was 14 and under AAU, I believe, uh, or 15, and we played at Sand Creek Middle School, uh, which I had actually, I went to middle school there, so I remember it was kind of like my home gym, but we played City Rocks and, they were playing for uh, can't even think of the name, but Jimmer's dad was obviously was their coach, mm -hmm. and uh, we literally he just Jimmer Jimmer crushed us. I think he scored, so I think he had like fifty or fifty one points, and uh, he had a shot. They went up like a hundred to ninety nine, and I'm like I'm, I'm I was explaining this in a parking lot. My staff, my, all the staff guys were literally laughing like, "Are you kidding me? You were 12. I'm like, "All right, man," but it was like it was high. It was <laughs> no high doubt. Intense. Hold on. Taylor, I still remember a double I hit in tw a 10 year old little league. I mean, come on. I, you know, I you still remember stuff like that. It's probably exactly. the only double I hit in my life, but what are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> so it was, uh, and you know, at the time, you know, obviously, you know, uh, you know, me and Jimmer, and along with probably a couple other guys, you know, obviously we were the better players in the area, and we just, we were kind of just going to battle no pun intended and he had a shot i think <laughs> that put them up 100 to 99 and i kind of raced up the court someone like deflected the ball on my hands but like when he deflected it it like kind of had backspin so like i like went to turn and grab it and i kid you not it was like it spent like back to me and i just got it and i turned and i shot it uh and i made it you know i made it and you know, we won it. I thought this I thought the screen went out, but okay. I made it. <laughs> we ended up winning hundred and one to a uh, hundred. And uh, I mean it was crazy. People stole the court like, and, I mean, was, and and what you made clear today was that you had forty four. I had like forty four. So it was my buddy so it was like that much less than different. Exactly. No, I had forty four. And I had the game winner, so I'll take that all day over 50 in the loss. So, me and Jimmer, man, we talk and we laugh about that all the time. Actually, Mark Lyons was on my team, who obviously had a great college career, Xavier and uh, Schenectady High products. So, it was a lot of talent. Greg Arizona, Holly, too, right, Taylor? Yep, he finished, finished Arizona. in Arizona. Greg Holly, who, Greg Holly, who played baseball. Yep. You know, he was playing. He was a great high school basketball player. So, there was a ton of talent on the court, but 
it was really like Jimmer versus us, and he almost beat us. So that goes to tell you what kind of player you are. Taylor, right. is that is that why Jimmer is listed on your Wikipedia page? As I'm looking at it right now, he's listed on it. <laughs> Saying you were a teammate uh, of Jimmer for debt for the Albany City Rocks. I mean, I feel like if hey, I go hey, to his, it should say. Claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> if I go to his, it should say you know Taylor Battle. Mine does too, right? I'm irrelevant. I'm irrelevant. No, no, it hit, no. I I read it last night. His said Taylor Battle hit a game-winning shot against me when we were 14, and I was fat. That's what his Wikipedia page says. <laughs> right, did Jimmer break the scoring record uh, in college? Did he break his? Does uh, he have the all-time leading score? Leading score at, uh, that's a good question, but yep. I think so. You I got think so yeah. yeah, you'd have to imagine, but we, that's what the, the luxuries that Google are. We'll, we'll get we'll get him on at some point. I, quick, I, quick, I, quick note, Sand Creek Middle School, right next to my alma mater, uh, Colony High School, where I graduated from. Oh, that's where you graduated from? That, that, was, my, that was my eighth high school. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I was at Sand Creek, I played JV at Colony High. When I was in I was, I was eighth grade, I played JV at Colony High. So I got a little Colony High ties, too. High-level uh, basketball up in that Albany region. You know the, the, the Davises? High-level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah. Coach Battle, uh, yourself, Jimmer, Lions, a lot of those guys have played professionally overseas. You know, after your college, uh, your collegiate career, We've previously mentioned on the podcast how the one and done rule is becoming, you know, somewhat of an issue with the NCAA. Some uh, some players are foregoing college altogether. Lamelo Ball, R.J. Hampton. What's your take on the one and done? What's your take on skipping college altogether to, to prepare for the for the NBA? Um, you know, just give us a little bit of feedback there. Uh, honestly, you know, I just I feel like guys are ready to play personally then they should be allowed to just you know go play in nba uh and do what they feel is best for them um you know but as far as college goes if you want to go to college uh obviously key's been in this business a lot longer than me uh but we love we love old we love our teams old so that's kind of what we're building on trying to get everyone old because it's just a camaraderie of guys being together for longer um, look at these mid-majors who upset big-time schools. A lot of times it's because they're older, they're stronger, they're more physical and can compete. Uh, you know, so I think from a personal standpoint, whatever's best for the kid is for them to do. Uh, if I was in that shoes, if I were, if I was good enough to be a one-and-done kind of guy when I played or just skip college in general and go, I would like to have that opportunity. But, uh, you know, I just feel people got to do what's best for them. But as far as us, uh, I love the fact that you kind of get some guys and you hold on to them for three, four years and kind of grow with them. And uh, because that's what we do outside of coaching basketball, we impact kids' lives. So those relationships over a long time, building years, to me is is what really matters. Uh, and what I enjoy, you know, even in my short time here, is just you know building those relationships with the guys. So, but at the end of the day, people got to do what's best for them. Uh, you know, so I feel like they should have the opportunity to do what they feel is best for them. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think if they do away with the one and done like they used to do, you know, let the kid leave from high school. Like you said, if he's good enough, he's, he's getting advice from from the right people and, and they feel like he can jump from high school to pros. I think it would cut back uh, at least a little bit on this, you know, kind of whole one and done thing. I mean, you still had your guys like Steph Marbury went, you know, one year in college. I think maybe Kenny Anderson was another guy. 
uh, there that I can just remember from our childhood for, you know, for, but majority of guys stayed at least two, three years in college. And I just hope at some point they can get back to that, you know, where that's happening. It just, to me, is a much better system. Uh, you know, you guys could obviously speak to it much better than I could. All right, like I said, you guys are uh, live from Indianapolis uh, this year. You guys enter the uh, Big Ten tournament here. Uh, winners of two straight. You guys had a huge performance. And, and Ergs, we, we uh, mentioned you know this player for you guys uh, in the previous episode. Uh, Seth Lundy went off uh, Sunday night in a huge win against Maryland for you guys. 31 points, 8 rebounds. Um, you guys actually had a, a pretty big come from behind uh, second half win uh, to to yeah. to to take that win. Uh, as it stands right now, you guys are ten and thirteen, and basically you would need to win this conference tournament to make yourself eligible uh, for the NCAA tournament. And first off, you guys face off against Nebraska tomorrow. Big physical team. Team you guys split with in the regular season. What do you guys see as your keys? to victory against the Huskers? Uh, you know what? Um, as far as Seth Loney's concerned, I'll, I'll just mention, you know, we had talked about it, how you guys had asked me kind of who are the players that um, that I thought could could make major impacts down the stretch. And, you know, obviously Seth has had some huge games for us throughout the year, and then he had a, a period of time where he got in a little bit of a sophomore slump. But what the kid never did was he never stopped working. He was in the gym constantly. And as a result, you know, as hard as it is and harder as this year has been, he's he's continued to fight, continue to work, um, and kind of never make excuses. And as a result, he comes out the other night and uh, puts us on his shoulders. And that was a huge – that was the first time we had ever beaten Maryland at Maryland, um, which is a, obviously a, a big deal for, for our program and for him. And hopefully um, after the practice he had today – he, he seems to have, he was the best player on the floor again today. So he, he seems to have gotten his swagger back, which is massive and really Huge. important for us as we go into this next couple of games. I will correct you on that. I don't think we need to win the entire tournament uh, to actually get in uh, with all of our numbers. I think, um, you know, we take care of business tomorrow and we got a big game, you know, tomorrow's first and foremost. Yep. But if you win a couple, you're definitely, you know, um, you're definitely in the mix after, after one or two. Uh, but we'll see. We got to take care of tomorrow night. And, and Nebraska's playing at a much higher level. You know, when we played him at Nebraska, kid Teddy Allen had 41. He's no longer a member of the team. Um, and as a result, no offense to the kid, he's a great player. But they seem to be a little bit more cohesive and more of a team. And as a result, they're moving the ball much better. Uh, they're really their offense is, is is definitely harder to keep up with. So we have to make sure that we communicate communication on defense because they. You know, they do a lot of different – they actually play a smaller lineup right now, and everybody on the floor can shoot. I mean, in the last couple of games, they had one kid against Rutgers who they beat almost by 30. Um, the kid Mayan had 16 in the first five minutes, ended up with 30-something, had 20 in the first half, you know, shot the ball really well. Then the other night, the kid Webster against Northwestern, they almost knocked off Northwestern, uh, lost with two seconds on the clock, but he had 7-3. So – they're shooting a much higher clip from three. So for us, we have to control uh, the perimeter. We have to prevent them from getting, you know, what they want to do, which is about 30 to 35 threes up tomorrow night. We got to make sure we we, uh, we really guard the perimeter very well um, for us and, and leave it to one, one and done. 
you know, when the shot goes up, we do a good job Get on the rebounds. glass. We got we to gotta continue to do a great job on the glass. We really hurt them at their place, both on the defensive glass because we get out in transition. Our offense is much more uh, potent and explosive when, we, when we're in transition. So we got to hold them to what we call one and done. Shot goes up. We got to find bodies, go get it, and, and then run our offense. And then on, on, the, on the offensive end, we really hurt them on the offensive glass with our size having John Harrar leading the, uh, the Big Ten in, in offensive rebounds. Hopefully he can continue to do what he's been doing. And, and some of the other guys like Seth Lundy really hurt Maryland. He killed us in the game in the first half by getting a couple of offensive putbacks. we got to crash the offensive glass as well. So those are some of the keys tomorrow night. But it's going to be a hard-fought battle. Both games, um, shit, they won the game but with, what, three seconds on the clock or something like seven seven seconds at Penn state. And then, you know, we were up and, and they cut it to like one possession uh, at their place. So uh, both teams are going to be coming in fired up and ready to go. And, you know, it's zero, zero. Now everybody's at a zero, zero record. And so obviously when you get to tournament time, um, anything can happen. So uh, fortunately we have a lot of upperclassmen and great leadership. Jamari Willer, John Harar, their focus today practice was as good as it's been tonight during our, uh, our, uh, our scouting report and, and doing our team meeting, they were dialed in. Everybody was ready to go. And, and obviously, uh, you know, they're excited about the opportunity to kind of go on a little run here, but it starts tomorrow night. Now that's that seems at nine o'clock on the big 10 network tomorrow night. And yep. uh, you guys, you guys beat them, beat Nebraska by three, two weeks ago. They got the, uh, the first game by one. You yep. like, like you mentioned, you guys got four seniors. Um, you know, we're not going to get into it, but you guys are favored to win this game. You know, we're rooting for you here at Cup City Sports. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You know, and I, I forget, Keith, that, you know, this year is a totally different year. So a 10-13 and 13 record this year isn't that yep. normal, you know, I, I guess you maybe you'd say like 17-23. Yeah. and 23 There was actually or... a huge article um, a couple of weeks ago that came out, and we were featured in it because of our strength of schedule at that time was number one in the nation. Yep. Our net was like in the 20s. And they, they featured us specifically in the article stating the NCAA had come out and said this particular year there will be a team or multiple teams potentially that could make the NCAA tournament with a below 500 record. Now, you can't be two or three games below 500, but in the Big Ten specifically, with everyone being a quad one game, um, if we were able to get a couple of wins here um, and maybe one game under – not that we want to be. We want to go on a roll. We plan on winning sure. the 10 tournament. That's what our guys are expecting. I wanted but to actually. There is, there is still a possibility of that. I yeah, wanted to. If you can show, if you can show that you can compete with, with. I mean, obviously you guys can compete, but if in this tournament, if you can go against somebody who who's already possibly a bid, I mean that that just shows, uh, you know, yeah. that shows value. Yeah, the is going to be a dogfight, man. So we can't, we can't. We, you know, our guys are focused in on that, but you know, everybody you play after the first round. They're in. <laughs> Everybody's in the NCAA tournament, or yeah, certainly, tough field. you know, there might be only one that didn't. Uh, every Big Ten team that got at least uh, the first first round by is either in or safely kind of on the bubble. Pretty, you know, Indiana might be the only one uh, that people don't have in already, and and most have them in. Um, so whoever you end up going up against, if in fact you can make it past the first round. You're playing up. You're playing a quad one game, and, and you're playing uh, uh, someone who's already projected to be in the NCAA tournament. It's tough being the shortest giant. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the real deal, man. The Big Ten's no joke. And honestly, this Big Ten, I, I 
you know, Michigan is very good. Don't get me wrong, but anyone can win. This They're year. beatable. Anybody's beatable. And I think uh, that anybody. goes I'm you, anybody in this tournament specifically. And there's so many, it's all about matchups. There's so many good teams right now. Personally, I think Purdue is the hottest and most impressive team going into this tournament right now. If I, I not just cause they, they put it on us in our place. I just Taylor, Taylor could, you know, I, I would, I bet he, he probably thinks highly of Purdue too, but right now I think Purdue's the team to beat in the big 10. It's just me. I don't know. I don't know about UTB, but uh, I think Purdue and Illinois is playing phenomenal. So I, I'd say both those teams, teams definitely. Yeah. Are. I was listening to a podcast today who had a guy, I think it was, I think it was coach Patsos uh, was on at the old Sienna coach. Yeah, Jimmy Patsos, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he I'm pretty sure it was the po- podcast I was listening to with him on it and he was saying how he he thinks Purdue is is a sleeper in, in the Big 10 uh this year basically exactly what you said Irks. Yeah, I mean they're the fourth seed in, in the best league in the country. Appreciate it. You know, and I think the cards kind of fell into place for you guys where you you've got your team at full strength, full health. Um, you know, moving into the Big Ten tournament with two wins in a row has got to be definitely a high note for you guys as coaches to motivate the players even more. Um, and, and some of these teams kind of seem like they've limped into the tournament. So I think it, 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 that's an advantage for you guys uh, as a team moving forward in this tournament. Like Britt said, we're, you know, we're looking forward to watching every step of the way. Well, I got to, you know, Taylor Battle is, I mean, nobody's better to talk to about it than him. I mean, his senior year, they certainly weren't big do what they did next thing you know he you know no offense to our current roster we don't have a taylor battle on our team it's by committee uh, i wish i would do anything to suit him up tomorrow night um but you know they weren't picked to do what they did all of a sudden they're playing on sunday against michigan state and they find themselves in the ncaa tournament chance to win the big Ten tournament and a chance to uh to, to or not a chance they did go to the ncaa tournament because they made it to the finals. If they didn't make it to the finals, they weren't in, right, Taylor? Yep. And uh, so his pregame speech tomorrow better get us going. <laughs> no, it's a lot of. I mean, it's just. I mean, obviously, we in 2011 we played on the first day, uh, and then there was a lot of similarities as far as schedule because we played. You know, first of all, Nebraska is a game we care about, but we did play Wisconsin the second game, um, and we actually we won our last game before going into it against Minnesota, and that was our second to last. So there's a lot of similarities, man. But at the end of the day, um, like Eric said, you know, I was here, and you know, no one predicted us to win. So that's kind of the things I, you know, I just wanted to share with the guys, and I have, you know, over the past week that, you know, all it takes is one win, and then you get on a run. Uh, and, you know, it's just about you know making you know making some plays, being together. Those are the teams that make runs at this time, man. The most tight teams and I think that's over the past you know week or so the last two games we played our guys have really you know been together I thought against Minnesota we played phenomenal and then you know to come back to be down 14 with nine minutes to beat Maryland on the road uh you know it just showed that you know we're starting to play our best basketball so you know hopefully tomorrow uh you know we play that same way and then keep it rolling no that's well, huge Taylor, if you run out of words if you run out of words for the pregame speech just throw on your YouTube 200 or 2009 <laughs> highlights no, lighten, lighten up Indiana, Michigan State, Minnesota, Illinois. There won't be any internet uh, access. Nine minutes, <laughs> nine minutes straight. The Taylor battle. Taylor, I just want to know: Do you still got those 2006 uh, City Rock shorts? 
Nah, you could have fit. Nah, because you could have fit like six of you in them shorts. I, I mean, oh, it was man, unbelievable. It's so, it's so funny. I did. A, I, did a, I actually did an interview earlier, and he was saying, uh, "What is like some of the things that they were asking me about? Like if the rap music or if, if the music was still, it was like if I'm outdated. I'm like, nah, I still stay. I'm pretty hip when it comes to music, so I'm still good with the guy. I said, what I can't get over is they wrote a short six times, and it's so short. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, they were great. I saw the clip. I saw the clip of our 2009 day. on Twitter. I'm just. I, I I didn't even watch the clip. I'm just looking at the free throw line it's when crazy. uh with Levance Field shoots his free throw to tie it, and the shorts. I mean, literally are down to the shins. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that long ago? And how yeah, much different crazy. the style is, and eventually it'll come back. It always does. You know, oh, no it's doubt. It's always a full full circle. No, it's a riot. I, you know, I I couldn't get into the whole shorty short things again. I'm like, come on, guys. We fought so hard when I was in high school to get the shorts at least to the knees. You know, we were like, come on, coach. Like we, yeah. you know, we don't want these these huggers on. You know, we're not trying to show off nothing. Easter, you got. Yeah. Size medium in the front. Size extra large in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll make them that way. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough being an Italian. <laughs> Well, Taylor, since we got you on, man, um, I was watching the YouTube highlights. I remember watching you as a college grad. You know, when I was in college, you don't you don't necessarily hear about the local kids because you're you're focused on what you're doing. You know, the party atmosphere. I was also playing basketball, and back then, the internet was is isn't what it is now. You didn't have right. access to everything, social media, Twitter, so you couldn't see a lot of highlights. So you kind of, you know paved the way as technology was advancing but i was watching these games of you last night when i was supposed to be working and preparing for other things and i got on the youtube was watching your highlights when you were playing in these big arenas you know at penn state at michigan indiana you know we don't have guys like you on the podcast all that often so we want to we want to touch base a little bit about the feeling when you're on the court I mean, your craft is obviously a scoring point guard. You're fast. You shoot the lights out. A lot of assists. A lot of rebounds too. I think you had like 500 rebounds in your career at Penn State. Easy on the assist part, Adam. That's just a lie. But <laughs> rebounds, yeah. They showed a couple in the eight-minute uh, video last night. But <laughs> when you hear guys. the crowd, when you hear that crowd, <laughs> people cheering for you, people booing for you. I mean, what's going through your mind? I mean, what, what's the mindset? I mean, is, are you laser focused on on your craft, playing hoops, or do you? Are you pumped up with that crowd? Just kind of give us what it's like to be on the court in that atmosphere. Nah, man, I was a passion. I was so passionate. Uh, you know, I honestly, when I used to play, I used to always joke, but, you know, I used to always say, like, I'm a performer, like, and there's people in the stands, and I just kind of want to put on the show. You know, all of doing it, trying to win a game and trying to, you know, be serious as I possibly can, but I just love playing a game, man. The game was always – it was free. I went to a park. I picked up a basketball and I played. Uh, you know, then you get at these higher levels and it becomes so serious. You know, but at the same time, it was escape and it was just fun, man. So whether we were home and I was just kind of, you know, the fans were with me or if we were on the road and they were against me, you know, there's nine times out of ten, whether it's someone courtside, I'd find someone to have a conversation with to just kind of make light of it. Because uh, I enjoyed the game, man. That's all it was about. But, uh, you know, so whether it was, like I said, whether it was at home and the fans were with me and I was kind of, you know, whether it's fist pumping or raising my hands after a shot uh, or on the road, if I'm kind of, you know, chirping a little bit with an opposing fan, 
whatever it took for me to get going. But I just wanted to make sure that the game always was fun, man, because that's what it's about. So uh, that's what it was for me, man. I just wanted to put on a show for the people in attendance. I just, you know, as as a local guy um, that you were f- for us here in upstate New York, it was always just a thrill for me as as a hoop fan to, to turn on ESPN and see Penn State and Taylor Battle play. It's like, oh, I watched him play in high school, you know, and it was just I, I think you you brought a lot of that to, you know, a lot of people like us here at Cover City who, you know, never really played at the highest level, been to games at the highest level, but never really felt that real feeling and, and the atmosphere and, and the, the surge that you get from, from performing at the highest level. So, you know, we appreciate, uh, you know, you for, for what you, your, your career, and, and we really appreciate you guys for, for being a part of Cover City Sports here tonight. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor are, your, are your playing days done? I mean, obviously you're focused on coaching now. But with stuff like the TBT and, and everything else, all these schools forming teams, and you know that 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 bas- that that's unbelievable basketball, and you got you know some NBA guys playing in that now, like Joe Johnson, Team Fredette had a team, and yeah, Taylor uh, played in it. Taylor played yeah, for Marshall played Sports it. actually. That's yeah, right. That's I right. Played, okay. Played for them. I played for. I actually played for Ohio State the year before. They won the two million, of course. Like that's my luck. Yeah. <laughs> that's my luck. Uh, and before Barstool became what it was. I, yeah, and the year and what? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, nah. But for the most part, my playing days are done. I mean, I'm a. I try every now and then, but I'm just. I ain't got. I ain't got what I used to have. So I kind of. I'm careful with what I not, say, and, you're not and 12 when, no I'm chirping, when I'm chirping, when I'm young guys, I'm careful, you know, when it comes to talking trash, because I can't get by none of those guys no more, man. He he uh, he's definitely stepped into practice and played a couple of times, and you know he's he believe he handles himself pretty well. He still got it. You're just being you're being I, humble. I just, we win. I'm lead. I lead. I lead, but I don't score no more. I start yeah. passing because Ergo said I've wasted too many years of my life shooting. I got to pass. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder why his shoulder. You wonder why he hurt his shoulder. It's because he just shot so many times. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's great. Well, guys, we want to wish you guys the best of luck in, in the Big Ten tournament here. We're definitely going to be watching you front and center. Uh, I want to thank you again for, for being a part of the podcast. Uh, Taylor, Keith got, got the uh, you know the thrill of uh, being able to do this the last time he was on the podcast. So I want, I want you to, to, to finish this one off. We love it when our guests give us their best. Yeah, Cover City. So why don't you hit, them, <laughs> hit, hit the fans with what they need to hear here, Taylor. I, I gotta be yeah. I gotta yeah, say yeah, yeah. You gotta give yeah, him a yeah, yeah cover city. <laughs> yeah, cover city. All right, with, I love it with, with the chest slap. I love it. That was your patent and move after you hit a big three. That was that was your thing when you hit a big three. Exactly. <laughs> I'll say one thing really before we go, so everybody here is like honestly, Taylor Battle has been um, it's been a, a an incredible season. But this program, uh, this university, these guys are—they're uh, incredibly, incredibly lucky to have Taylor Battle come back and be a part of our program to be able to mentor these guys. You know, it's been uh, one of the reasons why I think we've, we've developed such incredible young guys, and who I think are the best leaders we ever have is because of the year they've spent around Taylor, mentoring them and learning from him and hearing his stories and how he he struggled through things and got through things and and really thrived at Penn State. He's been an incredible asset to uh, our program, the university, and uh, 
you know, whatever happens to Penn State basketball, Taylor Battle definitely needs to be a part of it moving forward uh, because they're, they're only continue uh, what we've what we've started sustained. Uh, if he's around, he, he will definitely they will definitely benefit uh, more from him than any other coach that, that we've had here at Penn State by far. So I want to make sure Thanks, everybody hears that. Appreciate that. It means a yeah, lot, man. man. I appreciate that. Yeah, Just hopefully you guys are there for a long time. But if not, you know, we'll be uh, we'll be following be along and, and supporting you guys. All right, guys, make sure you're tuning in to our Twitter picks at Cover City Sports. We're gonna also have them on Instagram and Facebook. We're gonna have games of we're gonna have games of the week. So make sure you're tuning in those. We're gonna get back on the on the horse, as my cousin said, and we're gonna get red hot this weekend. So make sure you're tuning in to all that stuff. Guys, thanks for listening in. Yeah, coming, city.